First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Join Jessica Smith on Lee Like a Girl podcast, where she defies odds, shares inspiring stories, and empowers women to embrace their inner leaders. Tune in for a transformative journey. I remember the day I set Jonathan down and I explained to him that the man that he has always called dad how he just loved him so much that I think he convinced himself that Jonathan was his biological son. Now, Jonathan knew that he was not his real dad, but I think he didn't understand why he didn't know who his real dad was. So this particular day, I just thought he was old enough. He's a teenager. He's 13 now. He's old enough. And I sat him down and I didn't tell him the entire story. As a matter of fact, at that time, I didn't even remember it as I remember it today with the details that I remember today. Those details actually came to me through a healing process. So I didn't have a lot of the information to be able to share with him at that time. What I shared with him was that he did not know who his real dad was simply because I did not know who his real dad was. Also keep in mind that by this time, Jonathan really knows my journey. I'm very forthcoming with my story because I always felt that it was important for him to understand those things that were in our background, in our family. At at an early age, I explained to him what generational curses were those things that were just in our bloodline, in our family history, because I needed him to be aware of them so that we could be better and that history did not continue to repeat itself through our lives. So a lot of the things that I shared with him that day, they really weren't a surprise to him. But I just remember, and this just goes to show you how resilient children are and how sons just love their mama in a different way. I really do believe that. I remember leaving that conversation, not just being lifted from the burden of this secret, but just 
the look in his eyes. It was not a look of disappointment or sadness. Maybe he was sad. Maybe he was hurt. Maybe he was angry. But there was no signs of that in that moment. What I remember most is is really just just a look of it's okay. And I think he even said that it's okay, mom. I understand. I get it. It was a look of comfort. And I was just so thankful. I was just so thankful that it was okay. That's all I can say. And by this time in our journey, I think that Jonathan just, he was just so proud of me and where he knew that I had come from and what he had watched in my fight that I just felt it was okay. Now remember, back to I'm living with my aunt in the suburbs. I find out that I am very pregnant with Jonathan and I'm in high school. I'm do what feels like any day. And I have to make this decision. Am I having a baby? Well, I'm having a baby one way or the other. But am I keeping this baby or am I giving this baby up for adoption? And of course, everyone is like, I mean, they're like, you got to you got to give this baby up. There's just no way you can't even take care of yourself. How are you going to take care of a baby? I'm a kid. A juvenile delinquent at this point, like I'm not making good decisions. I'm a kid. I'm having a kid in a few weeks, it feels like. And again, the only thing I have is prayer. Prayer is the only thing that kept me sane at any point in time. And the interesting part I share with people all the time when I hear people talk about getting upset with God and asking why me, I'm so thankful that I can never remember, including this time, I am in shock. What am I going to do? Now, I, I did think about why is my life like this? Why every time I turn around, it's something else that I am on my knees praying about, but I didn't blame God. I blamed everyone and everything, including myself, but never was I upset with God. So I just said, Lord, what am I, what am, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? I was just in this situation a month or two ago, and here I am again, 
What am I supposed to do? What I knew for sure is that my decisions got me here. And this baby boy was mine. And I had to figure out how to take care of him. So I continued to go to school while very pregnant all the way up until I am laying in the bed on a Saturday. I go to my aunt and I'm like, uh, something's not right. And she says, what is it? I'm like, well, my pants are soaked. She's like, well, that means your water broke. You're in labor. Let's go. We head to the hospital. When I get to the hospital, we're talking, I don't know, maybe an hour later. They're asking me, all right, what are we doing? Are you getting an epidural? What what are and I just remember thinking, no, I can do this. I'm good. You know, I thought I was big and bad. I thought I was a little gangster girl, right? So I I I'm good. I got this. Many hours later, I just remember pain, a lot of pain, more pain. I finally got to pushing and my sisters being there at the very end when Jonathan came out. And in that moment... I remember hearing this voice in my head. You're going to be okay. And I felt like it wasn't like you're going to be okay. You just had a baby. It was you're going to be okay. And I just felt comfort in that moment. I went home from the hospital and I remember being at my sister Jeannie's house. I remember those first couple of months being there with her, having her help me through figuring out all of that stuff of being a new mom. I then remember my aunt taking care of Jonathan. Now, the time that I spent 
at my aunt's house, I knew that this was not going to be the long-term plan. I was still getting social security from my dad, which is how I was supporting Jonathan with that money. But my aunt's addiction is getting worse. And I remember this running through my head. This story is just so familiar, okay? My uncle takes my aunt out to the suburbs, leaving the west side of Chicago because the drugs are just too bad and he needs to get her away. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. She would take the car, take his credit cards and his money out of his wallet. She'd be gone for days, sometimes weeks. I remember a time where the washer and dryer had broken down and my aunt said she was going to the laundromat. And my cousins and I were like, okay, well, we'll go with you. We had our clothes. We're older. We wash our own clothes. And she says, no, no, I'll go, I'll go by myself. And my cousin and I used to talk about this years later because we had both bought these starter jackets that everyone had back then. And mine was a Duke's jacket. His was a Georgetown. They were pullovers. They were hundreds of dollars. And we were washing them that week. So we had them in our laundry. My aunt says, no, I'll go. She takes our coats, our laundry, and she leaves. And the next time we see her, a week later, we have no coats. We have no clothes. She even sold the laundry baskets, the laundry detergent, the radio out of the car. And I mention this not to speak bad about my aunt, but just to explain how this addiction will make you through the craziest things. And my cousin and I, we were mad. We were, we were upset. Those were our favorite jackets, but it was sad. And I knew that even though I wasn't in a situation where I was waking up with a knife to my throat. I knew that this was not an environment where I wanted to be or needed to be long-term and definitely not with my son. So one way or the other, I found myself going back to Kentucky. 
now with a newborn baby. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. I'm hoping that things will be different with my brother and his wife. And by this time, all three brothers are in Kentucky somewhere. And I'm going back to Kentucky, to our home with Jonathan. Shortly before I left, which I'm sure was part of my motivation, I was talking on the phone, having conversations with an ex-boyfriend that I had been seeing before I left Kentucky. Now, like most of the boyfriends I had, he was many years older than me. In fact, I believe he was over 21, and I wasn't even 18. And I was explaining to him that I just had a baby. And of course, his first reaction was, is it mine? I'm like, no. The time frame didn't align, and I just knew that it wasn't. He said, that's okay. It doesn't matter. We can still make things work. I had that in the back of my mind, but I didn't have any plans of going to Kentucky to be with this guy. I just knew that I had to get back somewhere where maybe in my mind I had more help there. I, I, I don't really know my why behind it. But I'm back in Kentucky now with Jonathan and I'm at the house but we live way out in the country. So it was hard to get places, get around. And I remember the community of people and friends at that time. And they really had my back. I slept on plenty of sofas with Jonathan plenty of times that I needed help. It wasn't just me anymore. I was responsible for a whole life. And God sent me really good people that helped me through that time. I ended up with the older guy and it got to the point where my sister was still 
legally responsible for me. And she said, I can't be legally responsible for you anymore. You're going to have to figure it out. Now, given the fact that I'm not 18, you only have one option at this point, and that is to get married. Now, I would be lying if I didn't say that I thought I was in love and I wanted to be married and I wanted to be a nice, happy family and I wanted my son to have someone that he can call dad. I wanted all of those things. So I rushed into a marriage with a man a lot older than myself. And of course, at that time, I was convinced that I was just so mature and had so much street smarts that, of course, it didn't matter how old I was. So we married, and that is when Jessica Manning was born. We lived together in a trailer in a small town in Kentucky. Katie's, Kentucky. We both had jobs at a plastic factory. We worked nights so that we had someone to watch Jonathan. And it was good for maybe about a year until it wasn't good anymore. And the cheating started, and the lying started, and it wasn't physically abusive, but it was abusive on both of our parts. I was a kid with a kid. I didn't know how to be a wife. And I was figuring out how to be a mom as I was going. I am convinced to this day that the reason that I met that man, the reason that I married that man was to have the relationship with my first mother-in-law. I remind her every chance that I get that she was a gift from God to me. I could not, I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for that woman loving me, believing in me, 
praying for me, praying with me, praying over me. There is not a day that goes by that I do not thank God for her. I may not speak with her often, but she was an angel sent from God to help me. She was one of those people where you, all you have to do is walk into her home and you felt something, at least I felt something that I had never felt before. I had never been there, but I felt like I was at home. She was not my biological mother. But if I had to imagine what the touch, the hug, the feeling of a mother should feel like, you felt that when she wrapped her arms around you. She confirmed what I already knew. I didn't know the who, what, why behind what I had been taught early on that there was a God. He heard our prayers. There was a Holy Spirit. It was very high level and basic, but it was enough for me to believe and carry that along with me on my journey. But she put all the pieces together for me. She took me to church. She laid her hands on me. She laid her arms around me. And she really took my faith to the next level. Now, I would be lying if I said that my life was forever changed after I met her and I just walked a good life after that? No, of course not. There were many, many challenges after that. And even though the name Jessica Manning lasted many, many years, the marriage did not. So there came a point in time where we had to separate. And by this time, my brothers had all gotten themselves in a situation where they all went to jail. And I found myself all alone. No brothers to look out for me, to protect me as 
it always seemed that there was one that was there. If I was fighting with one, the other one had my back. There was always one. But at this particular time, I am married. Everyone is gone. It is me, Jonathan, and my first husband, and we have the whole house to ourselves. Everyone's gone. It was nice at first. I'm cooking. I'm cleaning. I'm taking care of Jonathan. My husband's working in the tobacco field. Seems like this is how a happy family lives. I found myself in a place where I was just done. I just knew that I deserved better. And I realized that I was scared to be a mom by myself. Even though I didn't really know what a positive role model would look like for my son at the time. But in that moment, I realized that I was afraid. And through constant prayer, there was a little voice that said, you are not alone and you can raise this boy by yourself. You do not deserve this life, nor does he. I said, okay. I'm done being scared. You got to go. So in that moment, we made the decision to separate. And I remember the first night, here I am in this huge five-bedroom home in the middle of nowhere with every light in the house on. It was just me and Jonathan. Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of Lead Like a Girl. We hope you found today's podcast valuable. If you enjoyed our podcast, Please consider subscribing and leaving a review on your preferred platform. Your feedback is crucial in helping us continue to provide high quality content. If you found the content inspiring, we would like to encourage you to share this podcast with your network. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories and leadership insights on Lead Like a Girl. Until next time, lead with passion and purpose.